Welcome to Thrive Beyond Pornography, the podcast where real couples like us candidly navigate the journey to a healthier, more connected life. Join us as we share personal experiences, expert insights, and practical tips to help you thrive in your relationships and break free. Together, let's repair and build a rock-solid connection, becoming a couple that can overcome any challenge. Started this week, I want everybody to know that we have a free masterclass available for you, all you have to do is go on to zackspafford.com slash free call. And all you'll do there is register so that you can learn how to drop the porn struggle. It's going to be held Wednesday night, June 22nd at 730 Mountain. Go register now. I'm looking forward to seeing you. I'm Zach. And I'm Darcy. Did you know that pornography doesn't have to destroy you or your marriage? We're the parents of eight active members of the Church of Jesus Christ, the Latter-day Saints, and we love to help people just like you. We're here to share hope and healing as we take you through our journey and the journeys of our amazing clients to greater joy and love. Come grow with us to a happier, more meaningful life. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Self Mastery Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another beautiful Mastery Monday here on the Self Mastery Podcast. <laughs> Sometimes I think it's funny that I have that radio voice. I, it just kind of struck me because that's not how I talk in real life. I don't go up to people and be like, hey, I'm Zach. So nice to meet you. I don't do that. <laughs> Maybe you do that. And so this is like totally the normal voice to be doing, uh, to, to be talking in. But uh, man, this week has been extraordinary. We had we had young men's camp. I was up in young men's camp all week and we got to do a, we built a tabernacle. We built like a real live, real tabernacle. It's a replica of the ancient tabernacle, so super cool. And uh, and oh, and then I got to speak at a youth conference, which was super cool. Uh, a ward here in uh, St. George. Actually, they're in Washington, so they're kind of different. I mean, they're not St. George, but most people who think of St. George don't distinguish between St. George and Washington, so easy enough for you guys. And then... Uh, and then I spoke in church about uh, about the um, trip that we had with the young men up to Enterprise for a uh, to build that tabernacle, and and that was really kind of a neat experience. And then I also taught the Sunday school lesson, so I've I've literally just you know it's the Zach show this week. <laughs> um, this week on the podcast, we're going to discuss your cycle of avoidance and how to recognize. What is going on for you around this cycle and a few things that you can do to help remove yourself from that cycle. And we've talked about experiential avoidance. You might call it buffering. Sometimes we call it buffering in episodes five, six, and I think 135. And I'll link to those episodes in the show notes. Uh, humans, people have a unique ability to problem solve. I, I think if you think about your own capacity to problem solve, you will find that you have been fairly capable at figuring things out. Really, from the beginning of human existence, we have learned how to survive in the world because we've figured things out. And one of the three things that our brains is uh, brains are designed to do is to avoid pain. That's one of the things that we figure out is how to avoid pain. And if you have listened to this podcast from the beginning, this is not a new concept to you. We've talked about it quite a bit. But if you think back thousands of years ago when we had to hunt and grow our own food and physically provide safety and shelter from the elements of this world by, you know, if you think about all those things that we had to do, avoiding pain was essential. It was an everyday activity. And over the years, we have learned 
that avoiding pain helps keep us alive. In the physical world, this is extremely important. You know, imagine if your house was on fire, what would you do? You know, I imagine I would make sure my loved ones were safe and I would run as fast as I could around the house, gathering up people and getting out. And I would do everything in my power to avoid the hot flames. And in doing so, I would, you know, I would keep myself safe. And by avoiding that fire, it makes it possible to continue on living. That's that's the whole premise behind this concept of avoiding pain. And we tend to react to our psychological pain in the same way that we react to our physical pain. And that can be a little bit problematic because if you run around and you run away from your psychological pain, then you will find that you are creating buffers, you are avoiding your experience, that sort of thing, right? For instance, you might find a stressful workday happens, and then instead of dealing with the stress in, the, in a productive way, you might avoid your feelings by engaging with pornography. So another example might, might be that you could approach your spouse for physical intimacy, and you feel that you've like maybe received no answer, or maybe you feel rejected, so instead of going through the process of feeling rejected, you run away from that and you might turn to pornography. You might have a stressful day with the kids and turn to chocolate to, re- to relieve some of that stress. Our brains think that avoiding pain inside our head is the same as avoiding pain on the outside. When we, uh, when we try to problem solve psychological pain in the same way that we did physical pain, it often leads us further down the path of discomfort over the long run. And I think it's really important to recognize that everybody, everybody has a cycle of avoidance. For some of us, that cycle of avoidance is a lot more morally acceptable. Maybe we eat chocolate and that's okay. Where, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a person who has struggled with pornography or your partner might be struggling with pornography. And so the way that you've avoided your pain is through pornography. But if that's not you, and you're, you know, dealing with it by playing video games or just vegging out on your phone, these principles all work for you just the same. For some of us, the cycle of avoiding pain is, um, it's a circle. And it's a circle around avoiding parts of our lives through maybe eating. For others, it's a cycle of a, that, you know, that revolves around pornography and others it revolves around shopping or other behaviors that run contrary to our values. So here's what that looks like in real time. Instead of working on, say, your project's upcoming due dates, you scroll social media, avoiding getting started on your work and putting yourself further behind. Or here's another example. Rather than get studying for your upcoming exams like you planned on, you open a browser on your phone and you start looking for sexually explicit material. Or finally, let's give you one last example here. Instead of getting your house ready for the week by doing a load of laundry, you hide in the pantry and eat a sweet snack so your kids don't catch you. And this is that's like a true story. That uh, my, uh, I, I think there was like a trend on TikTok, but we had a friend who she posted and she was like, I am currently hiding in my pantry eating something so I can avoid taking care of my kids. So this is all, these are all processes that we use to avoid the discomfort of our real lives. Now, Darcy and I use a system called acceptance and commitment coaching. We also use the model. And a key component of acceptance and commitment coaching is the word acceptance. Often the main reason we suffer is that we're not accepting our lives and our unpleasant or unwanted feelings. This desire to avoid discomfort 
leads to experiential avoidance, or in other words, the avoidance of being uncomfortable. So avoid, we avoid the experience of being uncomfortable. If we really want to avoid pornography or any other unwanted habit, we actually have to accept these uncomfortable feelings and learn how to deal with them directly. So these kinds of avoidance behaviors are like getting stuck in a roundabout where any exit point that you see that's available to, to you will, you know, that it's going to be a, an uncomfortable process to get into that exit point. So I don't know if you, like, we have a lot of roundabouts here in St. George, more than I have seen in a lot of other cities that I've lived in, but I've lived in, um, you know, in Europe, they use roundabouts quite a bit. And those exit points, you know, sometimes they're hard to get to because you're maybe you're on an inside lane and you have to get to the outside lane before you can do an exit. And it's a really quick turnabout. And this is the same thing that's happening for us. So instead of getting out of the cycle, we stay put, we circle around the same unwanted behaviors over and over again. Experiential avoidance is an unsustainable attempt to avoid the experience of discomfort in our lives. And often it creates this long-term negative effect. So how do we resolve this? We start by accepting these feelings as valid and deal with them up front. When we, you know, I think I've talked about this on the podcast, but I love to talk about this at church. When we talk about the purpose of our lives, I often think back to the scripture, 2 Nephi 2.25, men are that they might have joy. But that does not paint the whole picture. You know, I, I always say, this is why we're here, is to have joy. But the, the whole picture comes when you go all the way back to verse 11, and that's where we learn that there has to be an opposition in all things. And when I read that, that that to me means that I cannot have joy without the opposite of joy. And what's the opposite of joy? Well, for me, it's it's misery. <laughs> so I have to be willing to deal with misery to have joy. I have to be willing to be capable of going through the process of feeling uncomfortable and miserable sometimes so that I can actually fully be able to... Uh, go through the joy. So in other words, we have to learn to accept our discomfort in and face it willingly and adeptly. So let me give you three ways that I teach people to accept and deal with their discomfort. So the first one is going to be get familiar with your inner experience. The second is going to be become willing. And number three is define your value. So let's start with getting familiar with your inner experience. One of the simplest ways that you can get familiar with what's happening in your mind is to take five minutes each day and just experience your own thoughts. I, I know that sounds like, like a little bit weird. I mean, it is just like you sit alone and without any distractions, you just sit there and be present with yourself. But the key here is that you're getting to know the person that you are when you're alone with yourself. And this process, I, I just sit in a chair by myself, no phone, no books, nothing, and I just listen to what my brain is saying. You can also use a tool called TEAMS that helps you identify what your brain is offering you. TEAMS stands for thoughts, emotions, actions, memories, and sensations. So thoughts, this is, you know, this is the judgments, the rules, the plans, the worries that our mind offers us on a regular basis. And all we're doing in this process is we're just getting familiar with what our brain is offering us. What are the judgments that we, um, <laughs> that we you know, pronounce uh, on, on ourselves? What are the plans that we, you know, some people are 
they plan endlessly and it, it's a kind of a loop that we get into. Um, there's also worries. Worries is, I, you know, Darcy's a worrier. Uh, we have a friend who says that worry is, the, is a poor use of the mind. And this is just about getting clear about what your brain is doing, getting familiar with the internal workings of our brain. Because a lot of times what we're doing is we're just kind of going along and we don't really stop and think and see what's actually happening inside. Next is emotions. This can sometimes be a difficult process because, as I've said before on the podcast, you know, many of us feel like we're only allowed to have three emotions, angry, hungry, and horny. And this is really a process about, of identifying which emotions you have and creating a vocabulary around those emotions. Getting clear that you are experiencing these as a matter of daily life instead of only every once in a while when everything blows up. And once you know what these are and how to identify them, identify them and, and we're going to talk about how to deal, identify, or sorry, deal with them later, you're going to be much more capable of dealing with them once you know what they are. Next is actions. So what do you tend to do in given situations? What urges, longings, or cravings do you experience, and how do you follow through with those promptings? And then memories. Now, this one you might be like, wait, what is this? This is where we pay attention to past memories of maybe interactions or events and how they're affecting us. So, you know, for me, I've had those situations where, you know, a thought comes up or a memory comes up that's like, hey, you know, you remember that one time when you really screwed up and this is what happened and that can kind of send me down a spiral. So this is just you paying attention to those and knowing what they are and, and how they're interacting in your, in your brain. And then finally, sensations. What are the physical sensations that you have? How do you usually deal with them? So Teams is a process of introspection that gives you a clearer picture of why you are choosing pornography or really any other experiential avoidance or buffer that keeps you from being the person that you want to be. The next is becoming willing. Now, once we know what's going on internally, becoming willing to deal with those feelings, sensations, urges, thoughts, emotions, and behaviors is key to letting go of pornography in your life. Willingness is simple, but it's not it's actually, it's not easy. It's, it's going to take some practice, but it's the act of putting yourself in a position to try something. I, you know, when I coach people, I often say, let's try an experiment. And I have, you know, I've always loved experimenting because I like finding better ways of doing things. I never realized that this same desire to make life better on the outside world, you know, like, let me build this in this way so that my life can be easier. Or, you know, I, I remember, um, at a house that we owned, how I swapped a gate, I swapped the the hinge mechanism on on a gate that we had all the way around it. Like it swung in the opposite direction with the hinges on the opposite side so that it was a more smooth transition. It was a more natural tra transition. That's kind of the experimenting that I have done externally, but doing this same kind of experimenting internally on our internal mind frames and on our internal psychology it is a, an amazing way of solving the problems that are plaguing you and especially pornography. So fortunately, I started experimenting with different ways of overcoming pornography and it began to yield these tremendous results. Being willing means that you engage the courage that you have internally to experience unpleasant parts of that team's experiment that we just learned about. This willingness is an experiment in going through discomfort, you know, the same kind of discomforts that everybody feels, and it requires only one thing, 
that you act in ways that take you outside your comfort zone and more closely aligned with your values. That's all it is. Okay. So the last one is define your values. Uh, and it, so you kind of have to do these steps uh, pretty close together because if you don't know what your values are, how can you be willing to create experiments that take you towards them, right? But as you think about who you want to be and what experiments you want to run to step outside your comfort zone, you really want to be super clear about your values. The values that you have are the guiding principles of your life. Most of the people who buffer, you know, I have, <laughs> it, I hate to admit this, but I uh, have had a, a value of being comfortable, I think most people have an unspoken value of being comfortable. Now, if we're being you know, our best selves, we don't say, oh, I just want to be comfortable. But the reality is most of us like to be comfortable. And that may be a value that you can do without at this point because you've been comfortable for long enough. And that's one thing that I found for myself is that when I decided that being comfortable was no longer a value and getting things done was a value or personal growth or self-development were the values that I wanted – then I made decisions that didn't lead me towards comfort. Within the membership, you know, we have this great module on how to create and begin following your values. And I th it's a really great deep dive into the concepts that we talk about here on the podcast. But as you work to identify your values, your actions will begin to come into focus. And they're going to start to, you're going to start to see whether or not they actually fit into the values that you have or not. As that becomes more clear, your choices become more clear. And then acting in the direction of your values becomes a lot more likely. So I want you to just kind of think about all of those steps together. There's a, there's a number of other things that you, know, you can work on. But if you, if you will just do these three things for you know, the next five weeks, you'll find that you are more capable of leaving behind pornography and avoiding the experiential avoidance that you've been utilizing to engage with your life. These three skills, getting familiar with your inner experience, becoming willing, and defining your values are essential to help you overcome pornography in your life. They will help you get out of that roundabout and onto the path of avoiding pornography rather than avoiding your life. All right, my friends, I love you. Thank you so much for listening. Please leave us a review and please, please share this with somebody who needs it. I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to the Self Mastery Podcast. Every day, Darcy and I work with amazing men and women to remove pornography from their lives and relationships. If you're ready to take the next step in your journey, let us help you. Sign up for a consult at zackspafford.com slash work with me, and you can set up some time for you or your spouse to meet with me or with Darcy and we can help you get started on your self-mastery journey. Thanks for listening to Thrive Beyond Pornography. If you're seeking guidance and support to overcome pornography for good and begin creating a thriving life beyond it, check out my free webinar, How to Overcome Pornography with Skills That Actually Work. You'll learn practical, proven skills guided by an expert coach who has personally overcome pornography. Whether you're getting started for just yourself or along with your spouse, Darcy and I can teach you the tools that will help you put your life on the right path for you. Be sure to check out the show notes for a direct link. And if you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, it would mean the world to us. 
Your reviews play a significant role in helping others discover the show so they can join us on this transformative journey. Thank you for being part of the Thrive Beyond Pornography community. Until our next episode, stay strong, stay focused, and keep thriving.